Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday, August 29th. Folks, this is the last Monday in August as we get ready to head into September this week. And uh, that'll be the last month of this quarter. So, hey, Friday was not a good day. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few minutes. But before we do that, let's not forget that uh, days like Friday are the reason we developed our core retirement design to help folks design the retirement they always dreamed of by making sure they don't have too much risk in their current portfolio. Give us a call, 382-0037. With that, we got Dave coming up next. 5.7 Highlands Light FM. The fray is there. Morning, Dave is here. It's 8.40, 20 before 9. And kind of right now, I wish I had some old cheesy horror movie music to play instead of the introduction we normally use for our look at finances because on Friday afternoon... Federal Reserve Chairman Jay Paulson kind of morphed into a walking zombie of Paul Volcker, and everybody took one look at the scene, turned tail, and ran for the doors. Yeah, the Federal Reserve was not a happy camper, and neither were investors on Friday. Let's check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services to see if he's uh, found his false teeth. <laughs> Philip, how are you? Did you drop your teeth on Friday when, Vol- when uh, Volcker stood up? You know, I, I was pretty busy, so I didn't get to see it as it happened. Uh, but man, when I finally got a chance to look at the the markets on Friday, I was like, "Well, I know Paul uh, uh, Paulson did not say what everybody wanted him to say for sure." Because he he kind of said everything everybody was hoping he wasn't going to say for sure. Basically, Paulson stood up and said. The beatings will continue. We will cause pain before this is over. <laughs> yeah. And the market, I mean, yeah, market you... responded by going over 1,000 points down on the Dow, 141.5 down on the S&P, and the NASDAQ was down 488 points. The worst of the bunch was the NASDAQ down 3.94% in one day. All three were down over 3% in one day. Boy, if you want to be popular with the investors on Wall Street, you might not want to be named Paulson at the moment. Man, I'm telling you, when he came out and said that there's a lot more, a, not just a little pain to come, but a, a significant amount of pain yet to come, that just uh, that just turned the traders upside down and, and they just didn't know what to think. Yeah, and all this time, Paulson's been talking about soft landings and all of this. Now, I've got talked about Paul Volcker as a zombie for the youngsters in the bunch. Paul Volcker was the Federal Reserve Chair when we had that legendarily deep, albeit in defense short, uh, recession in the first years of the Reagan administration. And uh, they did it by basically jerking the interest rates up too fast, tanked the economy. Now, to its credit... It did get rid of inflation, but boy, did we have a crummy recession in 1981. And it looks like Paulson was basically channeling Paul Volcker, doesn't it? It, it does. I mean, based on what we saw on Friday and uh, and the words that came out of his mouth, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe he went back to that playbook. Uh, yeah, it really starts to sound that way. And it is possible that maybe he has, after the uh, Jackson Hole meetings, come to the conclusion that the only way he's going to beat inflation is by doing that to the economy. And uh, 
Uh, it, this is castor oil I don't want to take because I was around during 1981 and it didn't do a doggone thing for me or anybody that I knew at the time because it was really a miserable recession. Uh, the only redeeming value to the thing was that it was only about a six-month-long recession. Well, that, that's true. I mean, length uh, does uh, at least give him some credit uh, back then anyway. Now, the question is, even though they make it painful, will they make it short? Uh, there's no guarantee of that, Dave. And that's the downside. I mean, the, the only salvation of this thing is the fact that our employment market is still above average in heat level. I mean, we've still got abnormally low unemployment rates, abnormally low numbers of uh, first-time jobless claims, and at least as far as the reported numbers are concerned, abnormally low numbers of layoffs. So we've got some headroom in order to allow this. But, you know, when, uh, when Paulson ends up standing up and when the chairman of the Fed, charged with trying to keep maximum employment and maximum financial stability, says, yes, there's going to be pain. That really does give the big traders a case of the willies, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. When, when the guy you're looking to for guidance gives you that kind of, uh, of guidance and advice, then, uh, yeah, that's going to play heavy on, uh, on the traders and what they're trying to accomplish. And the backdrop to this, too, is the fact that our Federal Reserve has never been famous for really being able to measure its response and time it properly. Uh, one of my tip sheets was going on a rant this morning talking about, okay, he blamed the uh, Great Recession on Alan Greenspan, keeping interest rates too low too long. Bernanke, he just didn't like personally. Janet Yellen was the one that uh, just basically frittered around with low interest rates for an inordinately low period of time. And now his Treasury Secretary said, oh, inflation. No problem. And then our dear friend, Mr. Powell, who last year said he didn't expect inflation to last any more than a few more months. And look at where we are now. Uh, the Fed has never been real good at managing our economy. I've always said defensively that, yeah, they've got a point. This the biggest economy in the world. It is hard to manage. But our track record in terms of timing and degree of our of our monetary management just flat out history indicates it's not real good. Yeah, that, that's for sure, Dave. And so we look at now talking about interest rates. So let's look at where we are on the yes. uh, on the interest rates, because now the yields have even become more inverted uh, than they were last week. I mean, we got the two year uh, trading right now at three point four, three percent yield. And the 30 years at 3.24%. So there's almost a quarter of a percent difference uh, the wrong way between those two rates. Um, and so the, the two years, actually the highest we have across the board of any that we track. Which indicates that means that buyers are uh, selling the uh, two-year Treasury bills and buying the longer-term ones like Chicklets, which is, uh, you know, at the very least, a good indication of what the smart money thinks is going to happen. And when you start getting a quarter-point inversion between the two and the thirty, it does kind of tend to be a harbinger of uh, not good things in the future. Well, that, that's right, and so we continue to. Uh... You know, just watch this and see how bad is the inversion going to get. Uh, we do have some, I guess, a few things coming out this week in terms of economic numbers, right? We got consumer confidence, uh, I think, comes. They said it come out today. I heard somebody talking about it, but but I haven't seen the report. Uh, Me either. My thing says it comes out tomorrow at 10. Uh, we got job openings comes out tomorrow. That's going to be a big deal. Uh, the Case Shiller real estate stuff comes out tomorrow. 
Um, and then we've got, of course, ADP comes out on Wednesday uh, this week. And then, Have course, you seen an update yet? Are we going to get the big government reports this week with the uh, end of the month on a Wednesday? I thought they might wait until next week to give us the official unemployment rate and job creation numbers. I, I have them scheduled for Friday, the second. Okay. Uh, is what's on my schedule. So we'll it's, see it's how It's one that of those weird weeks out. where I wasn't 100% sure what we were going to end up seeing. Yeah, so it's uh yeah, yeah so the expectation is is about in line with where it was last time. So um you know, I think the big thing tomorrow to me is uh, of course it won't come out till later, but but what are the job openings look like tomorrow for July and that will give us at least some some comfort level too about the job situation. Absolutely, because historically, the one thing the one thing that you and I have always been repeating about the labor market is there are more job openings than there are long-term unemployed at the moment, and that's where we get to the point of the labor market is still overheated, and that gives us some headroom as far as how much of a recession we can stand before it starts causing the widespread pain that Paulson seems to want. Exactly. You're, you're right. So we continue to... Uh try to figure all this stuff out. There's a lot of stuff out there and um, it's going different directions at different times and just things that, that we have to be cognizant of as we uh, trade. And that's that's one of the reasons to me that we developed our core retirement design, David, so that so that we can take out the risk that, that people have in their portfolio that they didn't expect. And the problem is they have to know how much risk they have in their portfolio before they know how to adjust it. And Again, that's what our core retirement design does for folks. Yeah, as, I, as I've said before, periodically on these reports, people that day trade their retirement portfolio are cruising for a major bruising, and they got one on Friday. Uh, earnings season pretty much at the tail end. Do we have anybody with any good news that can share with us? You know, it's kind of a mixed boat. It's uh, and these are not household names. These are not names that people are going to know. Uh, but there are two companies that did report. Uh, one of them's called uh, Catalent, and Catalent mm-hmm. is a drug delivery manufacturer technology company. Um, they beat on the bottom line for estimates, and in other words, earnings were better than expected. However, revenue was short of expectations um for their full year revenue outlook and so they were trading down this morning about uh, almost 1.2% um and they got clobbered on Friday down 4.3% so uh, they're uh, taking it a little hard the, the next one i have is not going to be anything that we recognize here in the united states it's actually a china based e-commerce company called uh Pen, pen duo duo it's uh yeah i know exactly <laughs> so, uh, i had to make sure I, I pronounced that at least somewhat right uh they uh they be- had better than expected quarterly results uh, they said that they were boosted by recovery and consumer sentiment over i guess in the china base uh, ream so they are actually up 11.4 percent this morning uh, trading at like $64 a share. So uh, that's the only good news I could really find today, Dave. Well, which at the very least means one of our trading partners is at least hanging on to an extent. Although in China, you know, a good report could mean that the government would say, go out and buy something quick before the end of the quarter, people, right? <laughs> that's right. Could happen. We, we we trust the Chinese completely. Like I was mentioning, bloodbath on Friday, three, three and a half, almost 4% dips on all of the major indexes. And we've been kind of alluding to it. It doesn't look like we're in a whole lot better humor this morning, 45 minutes early. How are we doing? 
Well, it is a lot of red ink on my board uh, this morning. We got the Dow down seven tenths of a percent, another $225. The S&P 500 down almost three quarters of a percent. That's $29. And the US, uh, the NASDAQ 100 down almost nine tenths of a percent as $111. So everything seems to be heading down this morning. The VIX, uh, S&P 500 VIX is up about 1.9%. Uh, so it's the only thing that's showing a little green ink right now. We go to the commodity side, same thing there. A lot of red ink over there. We've got silver down one point, uh, actually one and a quarter percent. Down below 19, again, it's trading at $18.52 an ounce. Gold down a little over a tenth of a percent, $1,747 an ounce. The only thing really going up is crude oil up 1.1% to $94.08 a barrel day. Which I think is even a little up from where it was on Friday, so I'm not happy with that. Overseas markets, Asian rim markets, for the most part, were off Japan precipitously at the close this morning. Europe is looking at our markets and saying, oh, no, they're all in the red as well. Trying to get some stability into a retirement fund when things are going up and down like this is darn near impossible with your own eyes. How do I find you to get some advice as to where the risk is in mind, Philip? Dave, you know, risk is all about the reason we create our core retirement design. Give us a call at 382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design and help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. And then check us out this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning, Philip. Thank you so much. We'll see you then, all right? All right, man. You have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, everybody. I hope you had a great weekend as we head into this, the final part of August, um, kind of the doldrums of August before we hit Labor Day. And uh, hey, remember, again, there's a lot of things you and I cannot control, but you do have the opportunity to control how much risk you have in your portfolio. But it starts with knowing how much risk you have, because you can't do anything until you know what you got. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design phone consultation. Hey, with that, I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Bye now.